0: a special Slate Farm Brewery Showcase episode of
1: Brutal Battle.
0: So we've talked about a little bit breweries that are on farms over some time with the podcast. We haven't gone very much into depth, and we've had some beers from farm breweries from Maryland. The only one I can think about for sure is Falling Branch has been on before, but this is the very first showcase episode for a farm brewery, and we'll kind of explain a little bit the... Uh, genesis of how farm breweries came about. Um, Well, not too much in depth, but just that they did and when they did. Uh, And then, yeah, we'll get into stuff. But let's start with the beer immediately. Let's start. And we're doing four beers like normal. These are all in 16-ounce cans. And we're uh, doing this because we went there. So we'll have a portion of this where we talk about the brewery itself and our experience there. So the first beer is their Cloud Seeker, which is a New England-style IPA, 6.8% alcohol. And I have to call out, I like the fact that they're not calling it a hazy IPA, that they're calling it a New England-style IPA.
1: And we haven't had this before.
0: No. This one we did not have while we were there. We just picked it up for this podcast episode because we were like, well, you know... Hoppy beers should always be represented, basically, from breweries, so let's do this. And we wanted a
1: variety. Yeah, yeah,
0: a variety as well. Um, okay, so what's this looking like? Looks like a hazy IPA. Yeah.
1: It's pretty it, orange, it's though. Hazy yellow orange.
0: I feel like the majority of hazy IPAs look very yellow. This looks more on the orange side. So, yeah. All right, what does it smell like? Oh, it has a nice nose to it. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm getting orange pineapple. Mm -hmm. I get
0: a little bit of a sweetness on there, but it's not like a a over the top sweetness. It's kind of like a nice like sweetness that folds in with the with the citrusy smells. Oh, cat's on the move, and she's gone. Okay, bye, Chloe. Have fun.
1: (sighs) And I do. It's not an overly robust nose.
0: No, but it's nice. It's like, I'd say it's like medium-low nose to it. There's a nice amount of orange in there. There's something else. I'm getting, okay, you know how I say with a bunch of the Trogue's beers, I get like that candied Smarties smell? Mm -hmm. I get a little bit of that in this beer, which I like. I like that smell, especially when it mixes in with like an orangey citrusy note. I feel like I also get a slight mango to it. It's like a very low-level mango. And then I also feel like I get a very light touch of bubble gum at the very, very end of the smell.
1: I had also said pineapple.
0: Yes, I agree with the pineapple as well. I
1: took Definitely. my first
0: sip. Ooh, and there's a Sorry, I'm still in the nose real quick. Uh, there's also a little bit of kind of like a caramelly, malty nose mm-hmm. on the end. I like
1: that. And I'm getting that in the flavor, too. hmm Oh, this is... This is pretty solid. Mm-hmm, I like it. Hmm.
0: Okay. So, full disclosure, I was ex- I, I was expecting not to really like this beer because not just because I'm, we're not big on you know New England style or hazy IPAs, but when we were there, we tried some of their hoppy beers and didn't really like them that much. There was this one common flavor that showed up in them, and I can't remember specifically what it was that we just really weren't feeling so much. I think it was more of like a, you know, spent malt grain a little bit in there. Um, but honestly, we didn't care about it that much because their variety is so yeah. expansive that um, it doesn't really matter. And here's the other thing. When you're going to a brewery, if you're just going for for uh, hoppy beers what's really the point, you know, cause like every brewery does hoppy beers and every time you go to a new brewery and you drink what's hoppy there, I'm going to guarantee you it's not going to live up to what you've had before as your, like your favorite hoppy beers because there's, there are a dime a dozen and mm-hmm. there's always better ones out there. And actually you've always, you've always had already had the best ones. So, but it's much like, the New England style or hazy IPAs, it is lower level on the flavor than the nose yeah. is. But it's nice. It's very even keel.
1: I like the mouthfeel. Hmm. I am yeah. getting some of that yeasty.
0: I get it a little bit, but it's not it's like... Low. Yeah, And and that's been our biggest issue with these New England style and hazy IPAs is that it gets so yeasty that it's gross. And this has a little bit of that yeastiness, but it's not out of control. It's... At a good level. Mm-hmm. I do like this. And as I continue to sip, there's a nice bitterness that pops in at the end. I love that the, the malt is actually really showing up mm-hmm. in, in the, at the end of each uh, sip. And I'm really enjoying that. Like I was saying on the nose, it's got like this little bit of like a caramelly maltness to it. And you're tasting that mm-hmm. at the end. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you definitely are. But up front, it's that you know, citrus that's hitting. It's not super vibrant, like we were saying, but it's... I get a little of a mango to it, a little bit of a pineapple, a little bit of an orange. It's a lot easier than a lot of hoppy beers are, but Mm -hmm. it's good. I I Yeah, I like it. I'm very pleasantly surprised with that one. Nice. Well, I'm glad we took a chance on Mm -hmm. it. So... If, if people don't know, you know, this may be a just Maryland thing, but in Maryland in 2014, there was a bill passed allowing farms to start breweries, uh, and be able to then, you know, distribute their beer, have it on premises, all that stuff. It's just like another way for, for farms to have revenue because farms don't have the easiest time. Like they really don't nowadays. Uh, so it was a great move in 2014 for that to happen. Now at Slate Farm, it was in 2017 when Slate Farm Brewery was established, and that was established by two brothers who had wanted to do a brewery, and their names are Sam and Kiel Brown. Now Keel spelled K-I-E-L, interesting name. Um, so they, they started the brewery uh, on the farm, and yeah, I will read, because I always like to do this, they are... Their explanation of what they're all about on their website, which, you know, you have the basic stuff on their website. One of the most important things on there is their, you know, frequently asked questions other than obviously the tap list. Um, So, yeah. Okay. So, since 2017, Slate Farm Brewery has been committed to producing unique beers across the spectrum of styles and categories. We're proud to serve our customers with only the best, continually crafting each creation until we're happy. Every day, we're driven by our core values, family, community, delivering quality flavors, and celebrating beer. Experience it for yourself by joining us for a brewery tour, a special event, or just to try what's on tap. And I will say that they do, they in their frequently asked questions, they said they do have brewery tours, but they're more like an impromptu. Like, if you show up and you're kind of like, hey, I'd like to tour the brewery, they'll kind of show you around. Mm-hmm. Which I think is cool because it fits with kind of... How relaxed it seems.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're still doing that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, at least I mean, at least that's what their frequently asked questions said. So, you know, maybe it is. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. But um, it's a beautiful place mm-hmm. because it is on a farm. They have a very nice setup, which obviously we'll get more into when we talk about our experience there. But like we were saying, one of the most impressive things about that place. They have a huge tap list. Mm-hmm.
1: How many beers on
0: It was like 20? Over 20. It was like, I think it's 27. I think they have 27 taps and each one was different beer. And we were just like, what? And that's why we were saying that like, we didn't really mind that we weren't feeling the hoppy beers while we were there because there was so much to try. And we actually tried a lot.
1: We did two flights. Three flights. We did
0: three flights. And, and the flights are five.
1: Yeah. So we, we did, did 15 three.
0: beers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we'll get to that in a bit We talk about them a little bit more. But first, let's hop over to one of the beers that we enjoyed most while we were there, so we brought some home with us. Yeah,
1: this is called Hawaiian Roller Coaster. It's their hibiscus pale ale, and it's uh, brewed with hibiscus flowers, and it's 6.5%.
0: Boom. All right, let's get into it. I remember this having a pretty nice color.
1: Mm -hmm. I do, too. And this is, I think, one of the ones we got on our third flight.
0: Was it? I thought it was on our first.
1: Was it? Yeah,
0: I thought this was on our first flight. I thought, "Mm, you know what? Actually, you might be right. You might be right about that. I think I might be misremembering. Ooh, yep. mm Mm-hmm. Looks nice. It's so red with, like, a really nice pink head to it. It's very clear, too.
1: I mean, it looks like... I love it.
0: It's beautiful. A fruited
1: sour, like that type of color.
0: Yeah. Or it looks like, you know, like Founders Rubius. Yeah. The way that looks. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful looking beer. All right. Smell.
1: It does smell florally.
0: Definitely floral, but it's not like a punch you in the face potpourri type floral, which I hate. It's very light. It's It's it's, a delicate floral. Yeah. It's it's very like, here's some flowers, but they're nice, light, delicate flowers that aren't going to offend you.
1: I'm getting the naked Cheerio smell.
0: There is a little bit of that in the end. I can see that for sure. And there's something... I'm trying to pick out something else in there. There's like a slight fruity note in the nose that I'm trying to place.
1: I feel like it's, I'm getting cherry. Okay.
0: I was just about to say, like, it's it's like a light berry kind of smell. I'd be interested to see if I can taste it, because then I might have a better chance of really, you know, sussing out what that is specifically. But it kind of comes off as like a, you know, maybe like a more on the ripe end sugary raspberry for me. I don't know. We'll see.
1: It has a decent sweetness to it, for sure.
0: Oh. Oh, and it's a, um, it comes off a little tart.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a little, tartne- little tartness, a little sweetness.
0: I'm not sure I really remember that from when we tried it. No, I I don't it.
1: remember it either.
0: But the other thing is we had sours on our flights too. So maybe that's why we don't remember it because we weren't really perceiving it after we had the sours. I get that floral note for sure. And once again, it's at a very appropriate level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those types of things can get really out of kilter kind of fast. So I'm glad that it's not out of kilter. I am getting that kind of nondescript berry. I'm thinking at this point it's kind of coming off more as like a, um, a little bit. No, not berry. It's actually tasting a little wine-like. It's like a dark, because I there's a little that. bit of bitterness on the end.
1: Like a dark rosé.
0: Yeah, kind of. It's giving me a little bit of that vibe.
1: Like Rosalie.
0: A little bit, yeah, but like a, a darker um, grape, like maybe like a Syrah grape or a Zinfandel grape, rosé done from that. So yeah, it kind of plays like that. It's, um, yeah, it's good, it, and it's pretty light.
1: It's light, f- oh, it. but flavorful.
0: I don't think, I don't think the flavor's crazy. I think it's kind of like a lower level flavor, but it's a good flavor mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy to drink relatively quick if you want to, but you know, you can't just ignore the beer. You will right. taste those flavors. So, um tell you a little bit more about it. So it's on a farm and therefore they are growing plenty of things on the farm. Oh, did I say it's in Whiteford? Mm-mm. Okay, it's in Whiteford, Maryland, just so people know. So, um They grow hops, which they use for their beers. And apparently there are specific hops that they use a good amount. Centennial and Cascade, I believe, are the hops that they use a decent amount because they grow them there. But I'm sure that they're not just using the hops they grow there because for the amount of beer they're kind of pumping out, I would imagine they don't have enough hops to keep making all that beer. Plus, I think I saw some some beers on their list that didn't have the varietals that they're growing. So Hmm. I'm assuming they're probably getting some other hops from like Lupulin exchange because the other thing is this, like what brewers want to just use the same hops over and over again? Like you want to experiment. You want to be able to do a variety. Yeah. So they, in addition to growing hops, they also grow their strawberries, pumpkins, tomatoes, squash, and peppers. They grow some other stuff, but those are like the big ones. And I will say that when we were there, we noticed that. And one of the cool aesthetics of the place and functions of it is that when you go there, it's not just beer. Like, there's, it kind of is like a farmer's market a little bit, too. Like, they have, um, I think they had some flower arrangements there, actually. Yeah, they had
1: flowers. They had vegetables. They had ice cream from another, like, local Mm -hmm. creamery. I think they had
0: honey available that you could buy from another uh, farm. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff that you could get. So you could show up, you could get, you know, whatever farm goods you want, plus get a (laughs)
1: growler
0: or get, you know, a four-pack of beers or whatever. And the other thing I need to point out, because I think if I let this go, I'll forget about it. They do something very unique that a lot of breweries don't do. They allow you to buy a mixed six-pack. And it's especially interesting because it's a mixed six-pack of 16-ounce cans. Because usually, if they would allow that, it'd be like a mixed four-pack. So, we actually... That's what we went with when we were about to leave. We were like, we'll take a mixed six-pack. Yeah. And it's not... You know, it, it's it's a little bit...
1: It's limited.
0: Yeah. It's more limited than what they have available in four-packs. But, yeah.
1: It's and, still fun to do.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. Especially if you just want to, you know, try some stuff.
1: And it worked out perfect for us because we needed yeah. to have a variety for the podcast.
0: Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. So there we go. Um, and I'm just trying to see. Okay. Cascade Centennial and Nugget Hops. Those are the ones that they grow. Okay. So they end up getting, you know, showcased in their beers the most. So, yeah. Um, I really didn't have a whole lot of information on them, unfortunately, just because of... Um, there's just not a lot of information out there on them because they were just started in 2017. And the other thing is because they're a farm brewery, they don't get a whole lot of attention. Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like in
0: general, the farm breweries don't get a whole lot of attention in Maryland, even if they're good. So I don't know, but, uh, let's do another beer and then we'll talk about our experience there.
1: Okay. So the next one up is called Angler. Which is their oyster stout. There's
0: another one we had while we were there. And it
1: is 7.5%.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I have to note that for this can, they actually have a picture of an anglerfish. Which I really appreciate because I'm very fascinated by deep, like super deep sea life. And the anglerfish is one of those ones that I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Like they have a huge jaw with really big pointy teeth. And that like light that hangs off that dangles off the front of their head to attract see oh yeah yeah so i i appreciate the angler on here quite a bit all right cut my nails recently so all right there we go getting into so this is an oyster stout i believe
1: yes that's what i said
0: Um, but as I recall, but we'll have to, we'll, we'll see what we think now because we, we haven't been trying like a ton of other beers. From what I recall when we had it, we weren't really perceiving much of the oyster aspect.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but we did enjoy it. So let's see. Does it look like a stout? Yep. Sure does. Look, looks pretty, even darker than you would think for a straight stout. Pretty dark. Dark. I got a nice tan head to it. Smells good. Ooh, yeah, it's got a nice chocolatey note. Yeah,
1: it's very chocolatey, um, kind of like bitter. Yeah, like dark chocolate.
0: Yeah, like baker's chocolate. It's got that real bitter snap to it.
1: Um, real malty. I
0: get a. I get a little bit of a floral note.
1: Really? I yeah, gonna...
0: slight. Super, super slight. I wouldn't say roasty. It's very roasty, too, yeah. Almost like a slight coffee to it. So I do perceive a slight salinity in the nose. Yeah, I can see that. And that's probably where the oyster's coming in.
1: Mm-hmm. It smells really good, though. Yeah.
0: This is a very nice nose. I really enjoy the nose on this. Let's go in for a taste. That's good.
1: It's almost creamy.
0: Yeah. I agree with you on that. It does have a bit of a creaminess to it. This is a nice beer. This is just a nice stout. I like the stout. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely creamy. There's a really significant roast to it.
1: Would oysters do that? Make it creamy?
0: Well, usually when they do oyster stouts, they're not putting, like, the actual meat of the oyster in. It's just the shells.
1: Would the shells make it creamy?
0: I mean, that's possible because if if there are proteins being pulled out of those shells... I mean, there probably are. Yeah, I you know because I you know, feel like oyster shot.
1: I think br- I think briny, mm-hmm.
0: which I don't really taste briny. Mm-mm. I guess I do taste a slight bit of that salinity. I said I was smelling, but it's mostly just like real roasty, dark chocolate, nice bitterness on the mm-hmm. finish, um, and it's kind of tasting coffee like that roastiness. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. I think this is just a. It comes off as just, if you gave this to me and I didn't know what it was, I would not say this is an oyster stout. I would have no clue. I
1: would just say stout.
0: Right. I would just say it's a stout. But I would be like, this is a very nice, straight up stout. Which not a lot of people are making these days. So, And if I remember correctly, for the most part, we enjoyed their darker beers more. We kind of felt like that was where they really, really shined with their beers was with their darker styles. And then also, they did a pretty solid job with their sours. The sours, too, yeah. So, that's what we were seeing as kind of like their sweet spot for anyone who's going to go there.
1: And they had a dark dark lager that was really good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what beers we had that we particularly liked when we were there. Because I took pictures from my mm. untapped, because it was a little bit ago. All right, the uh, violet you're turning violet. Yes, that was so good. Which was a blueberry sour. That was yeah. That was really. That may have been. I think that was my favorite that we it was, had. It there.
1: was one of, if not my favorite.
0: It was very good. Uh, their midnight black Lager, which I you were talking that was about, good. that was very tasty. Their sp- uh, Jack spiced pumpkin. That was
1: real a really good pumpkin one.
0: See, I don't like pumpkin, but when I drank it, I was like, I I can recognize that this is a Quite a well-done pumpkin beer. I just don't like pumpkin beers. Um, And it's like the spice was not crazy. You could definitely taste pumpkin to it, which I think is one of the things that gets lost a lot with pumpkin beers. So uh, the Alberto Coffee Porter.
1: That was really good. That
0: was quite good. It really showcased coffee, which I appreciate being a big coffee fan. So those are the ones we like most. And then also the Hawaiian Roller Coaster and the Angler. Which we just had, so yeah. So Rebecca, what do you what do you want to say about our experience there?
1: I thought it was really fun. Um, it was. We went on a Saturday. It wasn't like they were steady. It wasn't. They weren't too too crowded. Um, but it was steady. Um, it was nice because it was because it's a farm. They have a lot of outdoor seating, so everybody could be nicely spread out. They were following all COVID protocols procedures pretty well everybody was wearing masks there was hand sanitizer at the checkout yeah
0: Yeah, they did an excellent job with their covid precautions and you were even saying that like even their indoor seating was like outdoor seating
1: because it was like garage doors that were all open yeah
0: Yeah, exactly so it really didn't matter where you sat. it was like basically all outdoor seating um and like i said it's beautiful it's just beautiful there just like look out and uh, at the farm and yeah. Anything else that you want? No.
1: I mean, we initially just were going to do two samplers and then there were a couple beers that we didn't really love as much. It so was, we didn't drink them. Yeah. And then we looked at their tap list and I was like, there's still a lot I want to try.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> so we went back for a second, for a third flight.
0: Yeah. and And that's the thing is like, they're not one of those breweries where you go and you're just like, all of it's good. All of it's really good. We had ones that we were like we really don't like this. Like this is really not good. But there were plenty that we really did like. Yeah. And that's the thing is like it's a great place to go because of where it's located and the scenery and what they have there, but also like you just know that you will find something to drink. Well, you the, will 100% the
1: variety. Find I mean they had they had a Pilsner, they had um, dark lager, they had hoppy beers, they had sours, they had dark beers, they had a barrel-aged beer. They had,
0: yep, yep. They had pretty much everything. Yeah, they had it. And, you know, they said it in what I read off their website, that they try to, you know, get a large amount of styles mm-hmm. on tap. And they do. And like we said, there's like 27 taps. So it's, you know, it's crazy. But um, the other thing is they do have food. Oh, yeah. So they say on their website that they have food trucks. They didn't have a food truck while we were there, but they still had some food you could still order. And we weren't going to eat there, but since we had a few beers, we were feeling like we want a little something in our stomach. So we got their fries, and their fries were really tasty. Yeah, they were. And I will say this. They were, like, salted to perfection. Now, you would think that it's, you're like, oh, is it really that hard to salt fries properly? Apparently, because I've been to so many places... They either oversalt them or don't salt them enough. But this time at slave farm, salted to perfection. Yeah. Very good. And
1: their food was like chicken tenders, grilled cheese, yeah. soup. Um, yeah, it's pretty
0: you know basic, basic, which is fine. Oh, and I do have to I do have to say they have merchandise there, and one of the shirts that they had, I was like, that's a good shirt because it's a really important statement, and it's very true, which is. No farms, no, no beer, which is, and and I think that people lose track of that, that we need farms because where do you think we're getting hops? Where do you think we're getting the malt? You know, it's, it's important. Uh, And a lot of people tend to lose sight of how important farms are and keeping farms around and keeping farms, making money so they can stay around. And that's why I think it's so important that Maryland went ahead and made it so that breweries could have another stream of revenue by being able to have their own breweries. So um, we're going to go back to Slate Farm. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good time. We really enjoyed ourselves, and we look forward to going back. Yeah. For sure. So let's move on to the final beer, which is one we have not had. So the first one we didn't have, and this last one we didn't have. So this is a their Hawaiian Dream, which features pineapples very prominently on the label. Ale brewed with hibiscus flowers and pineapple. And it is... is—it's a percentage on this? 5%. That's another thing. They didn't have that many beers that were high ABV. Mm-mm. Most of them were either kind of low or like
1: medium, mm-hmm.
0: which I appreciate that a lot. But they had, you know, a barrel-aged stout, which, you know, we weren't really a fan of, but...
1: It was so barrel-forward.
0: Yeah, it was like... I mean, if you're someone who likes mainly just spirits when the barrel aging happens. It was very much like that. That's not our thing. So, okay. This looks like the Hawaiian roller coaster, but a little lighter.
1: Yeah, it's definitely lighter.
0: But it still is clear. It's still got a pink head, but once again, the pink head is also a little bit lighter.
1: It smells very mm-hmm. similar to it.
0: <sighs> yes, it does
1: i'm getting that floral note i'm getting like a little tartness
0: i mean really it might actually just be the hawaiian roller coaster recipe but with pineapple on top
1: of that yeah it could be it doesn't say pale ale though it's i know says ale, but
0: yeah so I don't, I don't know but we'll find out yeah i do smell the pineapple it's mm-hmm. low though
1: yeah it is low
0: i definitely smell that flowery hibiscus note once again like in the hawaiian roller coaster it's not crazy it's not like potpourri or anything. If I
1: didn't know it was pineapple. I would just say tropical. I don't know if I would pick okay. up pineapple.
0: I could see that for sure. And I, just like the Hawaiian roller coaster, I feel like I get that kind of like nondescript berry note. Yeah. On the finish, it's a good smell. It's it's a light nose, it's but it smells like a
1: raspberry. Good.
0: Yeah. I. Yep. 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 I agree. I can agree with that.
1: And the Naked Cheerio.
0: Very slightly. Huh? What? What is that? It tastes like metal. A little bit. Metal? I have a metallic flavor in there. I do. I will say this. I taste no pineapple. I don't really taste pineapple on those. I do. I'm getting a little bit of the hibiscus. That floral... Note, I get a little bit of that, like we were saying, was kind of, like, slightly raspberry. But my initial taste on it was a little metallic. Not digging that. Yeah, they don't have any date codes or anything on these.
1: Hmm. It's just okay.
0: Yeah. There's really not a whole lot going on in that beer. Um, the wine Roller Coaster is definitely a lot better. Okay. Well, this kind of highlights how, you know, not every beer you're gonna like at Slate Farm, like we were saying with our flights. Not a fan of this one, but the other three,
1: pretty good. Yeah, I'm not getting any pineapple.
0: Yeah, yeah, nope. And it's it's very it's a no. lot more watery on the finish than I was assuming it would be based on the smell.
1: I thought I thought I was, but maybe I'm not.
0: Yeah. So wait, what is that one called?
1: Hawaiian Dream.
0: So it's on their website on tap, and they, they have it classified as a blonde ale, which is interesting. Hmm. So I guess it's a blonde with pineapple and hibiscus. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't put that on a can, but okay. Not a fan, though. So I'm to to, to end things out before we rank the beers, I'm going to go over what they currently have on tap when we're recording this. Uh, Swagger, which is a Kolsch by them. Hawaiian Dream, which we just had. They still have the Alberto Coffee Porter, mm. which is nice and tasty. Lazy River Lager, which they are saying is like an amber lager. Black and Blue Brute Ale, which is a beer de champagne, which is a beer brute.
1: I think that was there when we were there.
0: Yeah. The Jack Spice Pumpkin yeah, is still there. that's good. Pushmower Pills, which is their Pilsner. Uh, Vienna Lager, just a Vienna Lager is what it's called. Nine Pound Hammer, which is their Imperial IPA. Which is nine point two percent.
1: Oh wow, That's high. A one. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't there.
0: Yeah, no, it I, it was. It we was? just didn't try it. They have a Meritzen. They now have what you wish they had on tap: their Oreo cookie oh, stout. Yeah, I want to try that. Well, we can go back up. Uh, Azul agave lime pale ale. That sounds interesting. The Angler oyster stouts there. Scally red. We had that. It was yeah, it was, it was it okay. Was okay. Kiss Me I'm Irish Dry Irish Stout. That one was decent. Uh, Midnight Black Lager, which we said we enjoyed. The Cloud Seeker, which we just had. Galactic Hammer, which is a galaxy hopped Imperial IPA. 11.5% alcohol. <laughs> we did not try that. Apple Strudel Ale, which is an apple pie flavored beer. Hmm. Interesting. Bombs Away, which we did have while we were there, it's a tart cherry sour. Yeah. We did not enjoy that one.
1: We like the other cherry so
0: Yeah, they had another cherry one. That was good. Yeah, that one was better. They have a blueberry cider there. Uh they have an Oktoberfest. They have still have this Hawaiian roller coaster hibiscus pale ale. Violet, you're turning violet. I still
1: have that.
0: The blueberry sour. That so good. I want uh, they didn't have that in cans, that was the problem. Yeah. Maybe we can take a growler up and get some. That was very good. Uh, their Slate IPA, which is just an IPA. Uh, Bel- uh, State Golden, which is a Belgian Strong Golden Ale. Uh, and then their Blackberry Lime Sour.
1: I bet that's good. Yeah,
0: that does sound good. And then they have two beer, two that are on deck. They have a Del- Delta Dunkel, which is a Munich-style Dunkel. And then a Cider, which is a Mango Cider. Interesting. Yeah, so they got a lot. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we're looking forward to going back. So, people, if you can get to Farm Breweries, check them out. This is not the only one we've been to. We also went to Hopkins um, Hopkins Farm, farm. Brewery, yeah. which they had good beers. Uh, we went to, we've been to Milk House, mm-hmm. which they're more west, uh, western Maryland. They were good as well. I think that's the only farm breweries we've been yeah, to I thus so. far, but we want to do more. We definitely want to do more, and we will do more. So, yeah. So, let's uh, rank these beers. Ooh, I know, like, I have a very clear first. I'm a little, a very clear first and last. I'll say that. I need to figure out where I'm going with second and third, because they're kind of close.
1: Okay, I'm never mine. You can go ahead, then. We're probably we're probably gonna be very similar. So my number four is the Hawaiian Dream, which is the ale brewed with hibiscus flower and pineapple. My number three is the Cloud Seeker, which is the New England style IPA. Okay. My number two is the Hawaiian Roller Coaster, which is the hibiscus pale ale, and my number one is the Angler Oyster Stout.
0: Yeah. Um. Yes. It's the same for same, me. Same, yeah. Yeah, exact same. But I was having some turmoil between the Cloud Seeker and the Hawaiian roller coaster. Yeah. Because they're pretty close for me. And I'm pretty impressed with how much I actually enjoy the Cloud Seeker, which I was assuming I wouldn't enjoy. Um, it's good. So, yeah. Very nice. Slate Farm. Like, like Slate Farm says, this is what I want to leave you guys with. No farms, no beer. It's so true. Farms are important, people. So, respect them. But anyway, do you have anything to say?
1: Just that you should always keep it brutal.